the relentless woman. Why this topic? It's deep. It's deep, yes. It could have been anything. But why relentless? This word, the, the topic itself, <laughs> Father, the, the topic itself is the message. So when you just read, the meditate on the topic, you should receive some things. It's deep. It's self-explanatory. But we must still bring the word to expand. <laughs> Praise God. What is the dictionary definition of relentless? I had to go and check. I didn't want to just assume, you know. We have an idea what it is, you know. Tireless, you know, doggedness. But I did go and check it out. And it says, amongst other things, not easing or slackening, maintaining speed and vigor. Wow. That alone, that's dictionary. That's not even the Bible <laughs> yet. Not easing. So we should not be at ease in Zion. We should not be slack. We should maintain speed and vigor. So this is a message. This is a theme that is intended to push us forward. To push us into destiny. To propel us. To challenge us. To cause us to leave our comfort zone. Right? To not give up. To be persistent. Hallelujah. When you're relentless about something, it's, it's, it says you mean business. How many people mean business? Okay, not all the hands out. After this conference, you will mean business. It says we're not stopping. You're not stopping until you get what you want. You're not taking no for an answer. Hello? Some people are already saying, ah, you know, that I don't like. No. After this conference, you're going to change. So relentless speaks of not taking no for an answer. It talks about people may want to tear you away, get you away from what um, your, pursu your pursuit. But relentlessness talks about being persistent, staying on your journey, keeping at it, keeping at what you are convinced of, what you know, what you heard, what the Lord told you. Hello? So we're going to be relentless women from tonight onwards in Jesus' name. The Bible is full of stories of women in the Bible who did not take no for an answer. Many. And, you know, we're really spoiled for choice. And I'll just share about one. Maybe not very popular. I don't want to go with my popular jingles. You know what popular jingle is? In Nigeria, I know popular jingles. My popular jingles are Miriam Mata. I know if you've listened to any of my messages on YouTube, right? Uh, Esther. Esther, yeah. I like Esther. I like preaching about Esther. Those are my popular go-to women in the Bible. Deborah. Mm. Deborah was a relentless woman, right? Relentless. There was also Jael, who wasn't as... Didn't look as powerful, but she did amazing victory. And the story is in Judges chapter 5. She did amazing victory for her nation. So for the person who feels like I'm just the quiet type, I'm kind of like a homekeeper, right? Kind of like a stay-home mom. Aren't we all like stay-home now? COVID-19 has even turned all of us into, we are all stay-home because <laughs> we now work from home, Right? So, um, <laughs> Jael was not the out there looking relentless and powerful like Jael, right? Jael was the word prophetess, driven prophetess, judge, the wife of Lapidot, yes, and she judged Israel. That woman was something else. So, but you may not be like Deborah, you may be like, okay, I'm just this quiet one at home. Jael was there, Jael was at home when the battle was going on. And Deborah was in the battlefront with Barak because Barak said, ah, excuse me, auntie, please, you have to come with me. Sorry, auntie is not doing that. I just put that there. <laughs> or oh, please, mama, come with me. We know the story. She's not even, I'm not even, let me stay, to, let me stay with my syllabus tonight. 
But again, I'm going to yield because this is how the Lord uses me. Amen. Um, someone is thinking, I just started preaching. Yes, I've started. I just share from my heart. Hello. I'm not your regular powerful. You use the word powerful. I'm not a powerful preacher, but I know that healing will take place. Mindsets will change. Shifts will happen if you are open, right? If you are not like, I'm still waiting for her. It looks like she's just warming up. We have started. Holy Spirit is already moving. I feel his power right now. Can you feel him? <laughs> Hallelujah. So Barak, you know, what Deborah told Barak, that's in Judges chapter 4, that, I, you know, Thus says the Lord, you are going to um, lead this battle and you will have victory, right? But he was fearful in that moment. He was still unsure. You know how you have the word of the Lord. The Lord, has, you've received that word, right? You've received that prophetic word, whether this year, whether some years ago, and you're thinking, how is this going to come to pass? And you're doubting. And he was doubting, and he was, for some reason, fearful. Hallelujah. And this is not to put any man down. This is not to put men down. But I think it's also to show sir, that women are, when we take our place, you know, even men will be stronger. We'll take our place in humility. He should have run with that word, like, thank you, ma'am. I receive it, and I'm going to battle. But he said, ah, I will not go except you go with me. Why? Was it a weak moment? Was it a vulnerable moment? And what did Deborah do? She followed him. I think in that time, she followed him in her capacity as mama, <laughs> spiritual mother, or auntie, or maybe not as a prophetess, because she has done, had done her work of prophesying. Thus says the Lord, this victory, there is victory. Go into this battle. What else did he want? What else? You've got the word of the Lord. That's enough. Well, let's not scold him. He wanted that company. He wanted that support. He wanted that motherly whatever. Whatever they are called. So when we are usually always needed, women. So we have to be relentless. Wake up. The moment you are a girl child, you know there's work for you. The moment you are a girl child, whether you are recognized, appreciated or not, we are the ones that are being called on, pulled on, even right from when we're young. Be in the kitchen. Do this for your brothers. Do all the errands and everything. Right? But when they're looking for who they're going to anoint, yeah, this, where are the boys? And the men, you stay in the kitchen. We solve personal problems. We solve problems in the background, behind the scenes, right? And that's why these days, you know, there's just this thing about, okay, women stay in equal pay, let there be. It's real. It's not that women just want to flex and all of that. It is real. It is real. It's not a women's lib kind of thing, right? And yes, some will come from that angle and we are you know, children of God, we're Christians, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't even have our voice in that space. It doesn't mean we have to say, oh, the Lord will fight for us. Yes, he will fight for us. But have you read about the daughters of Zelophehad? I'm not even preaching about them tonight. They were a bunch, like four girls, right? Four women. It was not a cross that that man had four girls and he died. But they stood and they said, yes, he didn't have a son, but we stand. And Moses turned, he broke the protocol. He turned it around in their favor because they were what? Relentless. How am I even saying? They're not even in my notes. God help me as well. They were relentless and they stood and eventually they got what they wanted. Women, we have to sit up and we have to wake up and be relentless and be about our father's business. Enough of the pity party. Enough of all the excuses. Yes, they've done us bad. They've done. We, look, it comes with the territory. So the earlier we accept it and we move on, the better. Because when we do not move, when we sit with that, oh, what they did do to us, what they did to us, what they didn't, then the whole world is at a loss. Even the men. Because if she didn't go with Barak that day, what would have happened? Maybe he was a bit depressed. 
Maybe it was just low, low moments. Anybody had low moments before? I have. Maybe it was just low, even though he had the word of the Lord. But he was just feeling low. And he, I won't say he threatened her, blackmailed her. Because if you don't, he didn't even say, please come with me, ma. You know, so if you don't go with me, I will not go. <laughs> you know, actually, let's look at it. That means that the, the, the victory of the nation was at stake. Actually, she had no choice but to go. <laughs> she had no choice but to go because if you do not go with me, I will not go. She had given him the word. She had done her part. She was not the one to go fight, right? So she went with him for moral support, for what it was worth, for whatever. She went with him. Hallelujah. And this is how it's supposed to be, isn't it? Men supporting women, women supporting men. Hallelujah. But he was vulnerable. He was not prideful. He dared to speak out and say, hey, I need you. Actually, men, it is well. <laughs> he didn't say, I need you. <laughs> he said, if you don't go with me, I will not go. Right? Thank you, Jesus. Because the male ego was still there. The fact was that he needed her. And she did go. For me, it really gets to me a lot of time. Because if she didn't go, we don't know what would have happened. But as they went, and he was in his chariot, did she put on armor? Did she put on? We don't even know. He was there. And as they went, the word of the Lord came to her again and said, um, yes, the word is still intact that you're going to win. You're going to have that victory. It's still in place. But this is another thing God is saying, that the glory, the glory is actually going to go to a woman. And he must have wondered who. Is it her? No, it wasn't her. It was Jael. Because when Sisera fled from the battle, that's in John chapter, Judges chapter 4 and 5. When he fled from the battle and went by her house, she that was a stay-at-home mom, hello, He wanted to hide, and she said, come in, my Lord. Respectful, humble, right? But fire was on her inside. I think the Lord is having me mention that for those who say, I'm just a, you know, quiet type, thank God for the Deborahs of this world that hold microphone. May nobody knows me, but God is going to use you right where you are. He said, come in, Lord. He was the captain of the army of the other side. And he fled because he saw that his people were already losing. But until you nail the kingpin, you don't really have the, the full victory. So she said, come into my tent. Come into my house. He said, I need water. She said, no, just water. I'll give you milk. Housekeeper. Stay home mom. She had everything in the fridge. Right? The milk, everything, all the groceries. But she was wise. She was following what was going on. She was following what was going on. She knew that, ah, this man fled from the battle. And here he is at my doorstep. What was she supposed to do? Go, 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 go. I can't, don't, don't, don't get me into trouble. Don't know. I don't, you know, leave me in my comfort zone. She said, come in. Ah, I need water. Of course, battle torn, battle weary. She gave him milk. And milk will what? Send you to sleep. The rest is history. What happened in the end? Bible quiz. What happened? What? She killed him. Yeah. Took a tent peg and drove it in his you know, head and he died. And so they began to sing her praises, right? Relentless, the relentless woman. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. Luke 18, 1 to 8. Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. To pray and not to faint. Saying, there was a certain, in a certain city, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. 
and he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God or regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Which means we are not to relent in prayers. We're not to relent in prayers. We're not to relent in, you know, holding on to God concerning what we know that he has promised. He says, though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, the son, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The relentless woman is a woman of faith. That's just basic. A woman of faith. You have to be a woman of faith. A woman who believes God, who believes God's word, who does not give up at the slightest whim, at the slightest, you know, um, obstacle that she meets. You know, a woman of faith. A woman a relentless woman is a persistent woman and is a woman of faith. And that's why he said, when the son of man comes, that when, he's, when he returns, this is Jesus sharing this parable with his disciples. You know, he told them many stories, right? He told them he shared parables a lot. He shared stories with them. Because through stories, we can connect. The Bible says even the common people heard him gladly. So not every time, Jesus didn't use high-sounding things. Where after preaching, he had to go and look for a dictionary. <laughs> but parables, but with the ones he didn't understand, they will ask questions and he will explain. So he, he said, when he, I come back, when the Son of Man comes back, he was talking about, he said, when he comes back, he said, will there still be faith on the earth? That, I think he was talking about this kind of faith. Will we meet this kind of faith that this widow had that continued to, they would say, pester the judge, that continued to be a pain in the neck? But we will use that word persistent. Because sometimes they use all kinds of words for us. She's fussy. She's, uh, she's hard. She's, you know, and all of that. But you're just being persistent. You're being a person of faith. You are standing your ground. You are sticking to what you know is the truth, right? So if you go to the hospital, for example, maybe for yourself or for your child or whatever, and they say this is the diagnosis or this is whatever, but you know in your heart that is, that is not it. Maybe you've read up some things or you have an idea what is going on. Are you just going to go with the flow? You will not. A relentless and a persistent woman will not go with the flow. We yield to those who are authorities in the area of their field, right? But we have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Spirit who tells us up front. He tells us things to come. He shows us. So if he has shown you something and the doctor is saying something else, are you going to go with what the doctor is saying? I'm going to say, no, sir. This is not it. This is not the situation. I remember when I was, this is how many years ago, because my oldest now is 26, going to be 27 soon, our oldest daughter. And so before she was born, after we got married and before she was born, there were a few months of delay. It wasn't even a very long time. I don't like to tell people that it was not a long time, but to me it looked like forever. <laughs> but after it happened, you know, after I, you know, had her and everything, I look back and I realized it wasn't a long time at all. So when I tell people I had a delay, they can connect, but I don't want to tell them how long the delay was. Because people have delays of 20 years, 10 years. And it was a delay of less than two years. So I just say I had a delay. I don't like to say how short it was so that that does not count for nothing. Yes. They help their faith. So we went to... From Lagos, we, we went from city of Lagos to Ibadan, where my parents lived, and we went to um, just visit them. So they didn't pressure us nothing, but my dad was talking about, 
Um, he's a professor, of, you know, a scientist that believes in God. Amen. And he was talking about, oh, maybe we should go by his friend, Professor blah, blah, blah. I won't say his name. He's late now. And um, grew up with his children, too, in the same um, primary elementary school. That we should go by him. Maybe he could carry out some tests because he's a, re, he was a renowned um, gynecologist in West Ovigado, in, um, in that community. So we went by his practice, which was in a place called Bodija Ibada, Nigeria. And then he tested me, felt my womb and all of that. Then what did he do again? I think he carried out a urine test, just carried out some simple tests. And he told me that, um, of course, I wasn't pregnant. That's what he said, because I wasn't pregnant. But stay with me. He said, you're not pregnant. He didn't say you're not pregnant, because yes, we had been trying. But he said, you have fibroids. Then he brought out some samples of fibroids that were encased. Any doctor here that were encased in some, I don't know how, it was just kind of encased. And it was showing me. And I said, I reject it. <laughs> I just said that, you know, subconsciously. I mean, I didn't even care that he was not a believer. I didn't care he was, a, he was not a believer. I saw it now. <laughs> the moment I said that, he frowned. He said, you want to teach me my job? You want, he got, he was a bit offended. I was just making my own confession. I can't even remember if I put in Jesus' name. But I know I said, I reject it. Because I reject it. Which one is fibroid? I'd never, I'd heard of fibroids before, but I thought fibroids to me was, what I heard about fibroid was, um, it's in older women. That the womb, if, if an older woman has not had children, maybe in her 40s, 50s, then the womb is crying for a child. So fibroid begins to grow there. I'm sorry, that was what I heard. Who else heard that about fibroids? Here I am, 29, or how old was I, or 28? No, no, I was not 29. I was 27 or something like that. Ah, I was like, fibro, from where? I reject, you just said, you want to tell me my job? I tell you, it's fibro. You're, 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 you're. I just said yes. You know, I just kept quiet, like, okay. I realized that he was offended, like I was trying to tell him he's lying. So. We said, when, um, okay, that we're going to do an x-ray to determine. So I was like, okay, so what are we going to do? He said, well, we're going to do, do an x-ray to determine how the extent, if it's not much, it's something you can live with. If it's something that you need surgery, so we have to do an x-ray. So they battled with their, there was no power. <laughs> anyway, it is well. It is well with Nigeria. As well with Africa. I will not even go there. I don't want to go. I wanted to say that it's been for a long time. There's no power and the issues that we're having right now. So that just suddenly reminds me of, because we're talking how many years ago? My marriage is 28 going on 29 years. So what are we saying? So there was no power. And I think they were battling with a generator or something like that. It wouldn't come on. So he said, okay, if we, we can still hang around a bit. When are we going back? So we're going back to Lagos today, but we still have time. So we went out into town, you know, just, I think went to look up a friend, one of my old friends. Anyway, we gave it about 40 minutes to an hour and then went back. And then he said, so sorry. There were no phones there, no cell phones, nothing. So he said, so sorry, we still can't get this thing to work. Power still, this is unusual because our generator should work, blah, blah, blah. He gave us his card and said, when next you come to Ibado, you know, to see your parents, or whenever you are chance, stop by and let's, you know, do that process so that we can determine. Okay, so that's fine. I cried on the way back, just not because I was waiting on the Lord for a child, but because of what I heard. I wrote. You know, but thank you, Jesus. 
persistent woman, relentless woman. We must not take no for an answer. I said it was not my portion. So should I now say it's my portion because the doctor? Let me just quickly conclude the testimony, which I didn't even plan to say before. So let me stay on my syllabus, Holy Spirit. A week after, I went to do a pregnancy test because I had not seen my period. It was not regular. So when it's delayed, I, don't, I didn't used to get excited like, oh, maybe I'm pregnant. I give it. I have to give it. Give it long. Huh? Some people, you know, I, you are the type, yes. Give the thing long. Well, anyway, because this period has not come. Maybe I gave it another. You know, by the time I did the test, I was pregnant. That pregnancy is our oldest daughter today. And she knows the story. <laughs> they called you fibroidy. Sister. The x-ray, if it had worked, would have destroyed the fetus. And you know, when you go to the dentist, they ask you if you're pregnant or whatever, if, or if you're going to do um, your mammogram, x-ray, and everything. They have to know. It's either they will not do it or give you a very, very bulletproof kind of shielding thing. <laughs> to, yes. Because the x-ray can destroy that. This is not scan. You know scan, women, you know scan. This is not scan. X-ray. So if it had worked, you have destroyed. So I was already pregnant. I said, your womb is big. Therefore, you have fibroid. The womb that was big, that it was pressing, the baby was already growing. And I didn't know. Hallelujah. And I still cried. <laughs> Based on that information, we're human. We're moved by what we hear. But we can still center ourselves and still stay on the word. Hallelujah. We can still be relentless about the word of God. Your doubt does not cancel what he has said. You doubted on doubt and move on. Abraham doubted God. Didn't he doubt? But what God would do, he still did. Hallelujah. And even the Lord said, I should tell you, I heard this on the way here. It's not even in my notes. He said, I am relentless in my pursuit of you. He said, can't you see that I have not given up on you? And if I gave you my son Jesus to die on the cross, how will I not together with him give you all things that pertain to life and godliness? What it is that you're looking for that I have not sorted out? He said, I'm not giving up on you. So I'm relentless, number one. Be like me. He was relentless about humanity. God kept looking for a solution to save us. First, it was the blood of bulls and goats, and but he was still tweaking and tweaking until they decided that Jesus should come to the earth once and for all. How, what manner of love is that? What manner of pursuit is that? When I think about it, it humbles me. And that's why we have to let people know about this love because if they don't know, they'll live their lives anyhow. But once you know, and it's a reality, you can't shake away yourself away from him. You can't say he doesn't love you because you have not seen that car or house or that baby or what you are. You cannot use that to cancel his love. It's all still a journey because he said, I'm loving you in the journey. I'm holding your hand in that journey of, in fact, be relentless in your waiting on him. Hallelujah. There's this song I've been listening to a lot these days. I don't know if you guys know it. The choir. It says, wait on the Lord. I think it's by elevation. Worship. Powerful. I've been listening to it over. Yeah, someone knows it, right? Yeah, how many? It says, we will wait. We will wait. That's what happens when we wait. We get a little stronger. That's what happens when we wait. We believe his power. We believe his promises. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to be relentless in my waiting. In fact, I'm going to wear the enemy out. He's going to see another level of waiting. 
Things I'm going to be tired? No, because the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will run, they will not be weary. They will walk and they will not fix it. They that wait upon the Lord, they will not be tired. So we will not be tired of waiting for his word to come to pass. We will be relentless in waiting. Hallelujah. We'll be relentless. In, take your waiting to another level. Stop crying. Take your waiting to another level. Tell the enemy, I'm going to wait in style. Hallelujah. Whether you're waiting for fruit of the womb, or waiting for that job that you believe God for all this while, you're a graduate, you've been waiting, you're waiting for your papers, whatever it is. Now, in waiting, I will wait. Hallelujah. In waiting, I will be relentless in my waiting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus was teaching his disciples the principle of persistence. And persistence principles have no respect for gender. Hello? No respect for gender. It's human beings that introduce all this gender, gender, whatever. No, no. In fact, this was a widow here, a woman saying, I will wait. I will keep knocking. <laughs> I will. So the judge said, I will, I will give you what you want. <laughs> I don't fear God. I don't want, but take, I'm tired. Don't wear me out with your asking. How many applications have you written that you're already tired? Hello? Don't give up. Unless the Lord asks you to give up on that, that that's not the direction. That's not where I'm leading you. Amen. Don't give up on your dreams. Be relentless in the pursuit of your dreams. Be relentless. If your pastors were not relentless, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even be here. It's been a journey. I know you've been in this city for like maybe 20 years at least. At least. So it's a journey. Even when we see people, we shouldn't compare ourselves, but when we see some level of glory or some level of grace, and all, it's relentlessness has gone on. <laughs> relentlessness has happened and has been happening and is still happening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's what we have to look. We look to Jesus as examples and look to leaders, people who have also through faith and patience inherited the promise. Of God through faith and patience. That's relentless. Why do we need to be relentless? Because it's not a perfect world. We have to be relentless. Because why some may say, why this relentlessness? Why the relentless one? Why? I would say one first. The enemy is relentless in his own agenda. Sisters, let's wake up. He is relentless. Can't you see from time? Ah, what are you doing? I'm going to and fro looking for who I'm going to devour. Was it not that conversation that got Job in trouble? He was relentless, going through and fro and all of that. He saw Job, he said, hey, Job, because you have blessed him with everything, he's so, you know, he's comfortable. You remove some of those blessings now. He'll curse you. And God had to take it as a challenge. No, he won't curse me. Yes, he will. No, he won't. Okay, let us see. And Job became an experiment. You might be an experiment. Ah. And you will not fail God. And you will not fail the test. I will not fail the test in Jesus' name. Job did nothing wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. That he lost all his children. Except his wife. And then he had more children after that. God restored. But all those children were gone. And he was sick. He didn't curse God. He was relentless in his sticking to God. His friend said, confess your sins. You have done something wrong. We know you are not right, man, right, but at this point in time, there are some things you've done behind the scenes that we don't know. They know God fearing all right. His money was clean, everything. But at this point in time, Job, confess. Say, I didn't do anything. I searched my heart, nothing. It was an experiment. Because the devil said, let's see. God to say, let's see. And God said, don't take his life. No matter what you do, 
<laughs> so when enough was enough, God said, enough. Mm, you do. Minister of steel, kill and destroy. He said, well, don't kill him. You can't take his life. And then when it was over, he was relentless in waiting. His wife said, curse God and die. She was tired. She was about to give up, seeing him like skin and bones. Just literally everything gone. Because just curse God and let him take you home. Just, you know, wrap it up. He did not. <sighs> you and I will not be tested to that point in Jesus' name. So he said, when I return, when the son of man returns, will he find faith on the earth? The kind of faith of this woman, this relentless widow, went back before the judge again. Avenge me, avenge me. Application upon application. Hallelujah. And finally, he gave her. You will get it. It's a matter of time. You've gotten it. The manifestation is a matter of time but you have it already because you've seen it in your spirit. So be relentless in your business, in your family, in that child that you feel, this child is not going the way that was declared over him or her. Be relentless in supporting that child, in praying, in doing all to see that the child eventually turns back, you know, comes back to be what he or she should be. Hallelujah. Or a child has left home, is on the streets. I don't know who's watching, who's listening to this. Be relentless in your prayers and in waiting and in calling that child forth. Remember the prodigal son, the father, he was waiting. He was waiting. That's why he spotted him from afar. It's like he was expecting that one day he will show up. Hallelujah. He was relentless in waiting for his son. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So getting no is not a sign that we have a problem. It's just part of life's journey. So if there is no, no will turn to yes. No is not proof that there's something wrong with me. Hello. Trials. Now I've seen that situations and circumstances, they happen. Life happens. So there is no, oh, why me? Why me? When it happens, as soldiers of Christ, we, we move, we confront it, we go to God in prayer and we say, okay, this is it. Because it's, it's, everyone has their challenges, but not everyone, you know, carries it on their face. So you, you don't know. And we pastors are very good in hiding ours. Right, Pastor Mary? <laughs> we hide it so that the people can... Not be discouraged. So it always looks like everything. Mm. There was a time something happened. I didn't know what I was going through. I was preaching one day in my church. I didn't tell them what it was, but I said, you know what, right now, I'm smiling and preaching. I'm in soup. <laughs> you can connect. I said, I am in soup right now. If you know what's going on behind this, I don't need to tell you. But I mean, if God does not help me, I'm in trouble. But you don't need to know what it is. I'm smiling, I'm preaching, looking fresh. Rose glory and grace. But I don't need to tell you what, 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 what I'm going through. And what we're going through sometimes may not be a sickness, may not be something that will not, you get sometimes, it may be a lawsuit that is hanging over your head. It may be anything like that, you get it may be a lawsuit. It could be a letter of deportation. Right? That in six days we are deporting you and this is day number five. <laughs> and they say, come and preach. <laughs> Hoping against hope. Hoping against hope. Deadlines. Who called it a deadline? It must come alive and shift. Amen. Amen. That is life. That's the life we live. As long as we're on this earth, we have to be relentless. 
because it's not a perfect world. It's a fallen world, and there's imperfection. So we need to be relentless in prayer in our pursuit of God. That's why I like Mary. I like Martha too. Mary sat at his feet. She pursued his heart. Let me hear what he has to say. This is what will carry me through the day and the days to come. Martha too is good, amen? And tomorrow we have business expo, right? Showcasing our business so must, be, must be women of substance. It must be women of substance. Ah, Not women with empty pockets. We must be women of substance, up and doing, right? You know, there are some people you encourage them, they don't have money. After I was only encourage me. Can't you, like, auntie, give something to support the person? Like, start your business. Every time it is well, it is well. Be filled. <laughs> yeah, I like the giving one because that one, give, go and start your, then it refuses, it does, it's not a prayer point anymore. Ah. But when we ourselves are still, uh, there's nothing. There has to be. We have to be enterprising. We have to be relentless in pursuing our dreams, in, 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 in creating things. We are co-creators with God. Not only the men and the women too. We are made in the image of God and he's ready to drop ideas in you. The only thing is that when you pursue those ideas, or will you say that that fish is too big for my frying pan? Do you know the story of the fish and the frying pan? I don't have enough time to share it. Because when you get an idea, you're like, mm, no, that's not for me. Instead of saying, Lord, do it unto me according to your word. Show me how. This is so big. How can I receive something like this? Write it down. It must be bigger than you because you must need God for it to happen. Praise God. So it's like, Lord, okay, me, you bring it on. I submit myself. After all, Mary said, eventually, be it unto me according to your word. And I don't think anyone has seen anything as bizarre as that before. Conceive a child without knowing a man? How? So... God is looking for co-creators. He's dropping things in us to create things, solutions that will bring, things that will bring solutions to the world, things that will make life easier for people. Hello? So not every time the same old, same old names. You know the names I don't want to mention. That business that starts with A, where we buy our things online. Ah, <laughs> We're not jealous of you. Praise God. Who is jealous of you? Not jealous of me. Billionaire, whatever, but what are you providing? I'm not jealous of you. People call me more kinds of names. Like they have the whole market share of everything. And the one that is the social media that pack all the social media together. Why is the only when the thing was down? You see one person showed up. But if it was you, will you not be happy for yourself? Hello? Why the jealousy? They made life so easy. That one, anything you want to buy, pum, pum, pum. Prime, even. Overnight delivery, you've gotten it. So why should we, but which one are you providing for us as alternative? Or at least a market share of, in the absence of your you have created, I will still be going to A online to buy everything I want to buy. <laughs> Hello, right? So, God wants to put things in us to create for him. Anything. Dresses, whatever, anything. Somebody created this. Right? Clothes, wigs, anything, whatever. Nothing is too, you know. And they don't only have to be spiritual things. Amen. Amen. Those that create plays, drama, movies, Yes. We create messages like I'm preaching now, books, podcasts, right? Or some create shoes as well. If they didn't create shoes, then I'll be here barefooted. If some people didn't create jewelry, this will look a bit boring. Because the moment I put it on, it was the game changer. Ah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so women. Oh, can we be free? 
I'm rounding up. It was the game changer. Accessories. Mm. Go and learn it. I'm not a fashionista. I struggle when it comes to dressing. I struggle. Please, if you know any stylist, let me know. You let you tell me later. I sometimes struggle. At the end of the people say, I look good now, but I've struggled. This top, this one, this one. Ah, God. Sometimes it makes me to be late. When I wear it, it looks boring. Then the moment my eye caught this one of my old dress, I'm going to put this and say, ah, thank you, Lord. That tied it up together. <laughs> you get the drift, right? Sometimes it doesn't cost a lot to look good. It doesn't cost a lot. So I bless God for the person that made this. And for the day I bought it some years ago. Because it's been there for years, but today is it's hard assignment. That is as simple as that. Someone created this. Not just for us to talk to people and text. Now, she's recording. Phone, social media, camera. It has now become come everything. Solutions. Which one are we bringing into the table now? Hello. Relentless woman. Don't just be a consumer. Add value too. Bring something to our world. Bring something to the table. Even if it's just your words. Your smile. Hello? That beautiful smile you have. Set of teeth. Some people are looking for you to model for their toothpaste. <laughs> for their brand of toothpaste. Even pending the time you create your own toothpaste and be your own model. I'm telling you, it's endless. The things he wants to do through us. People created this beautiful silver and pink. Look at everything. Relentless woman, don't give up on your dreams. Don't think it's too high. Someone started from their garage. Mm, they even drop out from school. I'm not saying drop out, oh, please. Some who can afford to drop out. Hello. And the black women said. <laughs> don't drop out, oh. Mm. I said we are dropping out from Harvard. I'm not even advertising. I'm just saying, some people started with their, from their garage. What is it to do? Praise God. Carrie's house started from somewhere. Look at us today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to round up now. So please keep pushing. Keep going for that dream. Unless you know that's not what you're pursuing. It's not what you're supposed to be pursuing. Praise God. Yes. Unless you're not supposed to pursue it. And God has told you that, okay, I'm not in there anymore. Or I'm not in that. Because he told Elijah, he said, go to the brook chariot. I've commanded uh, the ravens will feed you there. And he went to the brook. And that's where he camped. That's where he stayed most of the time. And ravens will bring him food from wherever. And there was water. Right? God told him. Then the brook dried up. The same God said, okay, the brook has dried up. Move from here and go to Zarephath, a city, and I've commanded or I've prepared a widow to feed you there. He got up, right? What if he said, ah, they say we should be relentless. <laughs> I will be relentless in my pursuit of this brook. I will wait here till the brook is filled again. Why? Because the Lord told me to come here. He said you should come here. Now he is saying. What is he saying to you now? The said word and the saying word. If you check with him what he said to you then, that prophetic word, and he says, I'm still coming through. It's still, then it is, but if he says, I've left that place, he could have stayed there and said, oh, you broke, be filled. I'm going to be relentless in declaring that be filled again. You will not be dried up. Ravens, where are you? The ravens stop coming. And he just stays there. That would be foolish. You are being relentless in the wrong thing, in the wrong purpose. God has left that place. In fact, he instructed you that I've moved. So go. And in fact, where he went to, when he obeyed and went to that widow, she said, I don't have anything. <laughs> she, made, she tried to make it look like the man did not hear God. 
So that's it. You would think that when you get there with arms open wide because it's a prophetic word, you want to say, ah, man of God, I have been waiting for you. In fact, the Lord has waited. But the Lord said, I've commanded the widow to feed you there. But the woman said, ah, no. So what do you have in your house? Prepare for me. She said, I have nothing. So Elijah was thought, who is lying here? Hey, God, I should, not, I should not have left that brook. He was meant to leave the brook. So he became relentless in the pursuit of this woman to do what she was supposed to do. He pushed her faith and she then responded. What do you have said? Nothing. He said, you have something. Check again. A widow again. Ah, where did they deal with widow? <laughs> it looks like they had more faith than everybody else. It was the widow too that was given that offering that Jesus said, you know, they sat over the treasury and everybody was given. The widow just gave her own little might. And that's where we now say, ah, this is my widow's might. Are you a widow? <laughs> you can't say this is my widow's might. Pastor, this is my widow's might that I brought, my tithe or my offering. You can't say that because if you are not a widow, you can't say that. It looks like they had more faith than all of us. Maybe because they didn't have any husband to lean on to. Just Kuku made God their husband. And so the woman was trying to shy away from the assignment. No, he was relentless. He said, I know what I heard. There's something in the house. Then she now said, hey, well, a little uh, flour and a little oil. What is that? Then she said, that's good enough. Bring it. And the rest is history. Hallelujah. Let's be relentless and not take no for an answer. When you know you've heard God or when you know something is something you are supposed to be about, a career, and you know that you are not to change that career path, and that's your dream to be a doctor or to be a pharmacist or whatever it is, or a caterer, and there are obstacles coming in your way. Keep checking with God. If he says, yes, that is still it, then stay on it. Because if it's not it, he will tell you where to go. So keep going. Her relentlessness worked. The judge eventually gave her what she wanted, what she needed. There's so much lack of love in our world. That's why that's where the corruption comes from. The corruption, and that's why we have to be relentless because people will not, people will partner with the enemy to do what they should not do to put obstacles in our way. So, we have to be persistent. And human beings are not our problem, but Satan that they yielded to. So every day when we wake up, let us pray that, Lord, help me to partner with you today. I don't want to partner with any demon unconsciously. Do you know when you are frowning your face and rolling your eyes at that person that offended me? Partnership one. <laughs> Just for that moment. For that moment. Hello? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They just said he feared not God nor man. And that's what people do. Because they don't fear God. They don't fear man. They, they, they do things that hurt people. That hurt us. Even they make it a system. But we have victory in Jesus' name. And that's why we persisted. People have been persistent through the years. Persisted, women persisted to be allowed to vote. Black women. First, blacks had to be persistent to vote. Then women. You know, so it's like, this is a women's conference, right? So it's like a double-edged thing. To be black, to be a woman, to be, you know. But to have Christ is the game changer. Mm. Hallelujah. Because he that is born of the wind is like the wind. You pin me down. You cannot. At the end of the day, we will have the last laugh. Praise God. If we do not give up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So women, keep going. There are things that limit us. I'm going to stop there because I think my time is gone. And I'm grateful that I'm back on Sunday. Thank you for the opportunity. Back on Sunday, second service. Things that, there are things that will limit us from being relentless. Fear. Don't shrink in fear. Don't hide in low self-esteem. Don't drown in bitterness and unforgiveness. These are common things that, that happen to us as women. We're easily, you know, maybe sometimes easily offended. 
And I've been there. If I'm even on that table right now. But the Lord has helped me. Praise God. There's someone that offended me and I couldn't get over it. But eventually I had to really call her and, you know, confront her. Not in a harsh way, but let her know. And she apologized. She said she didn't do it consciously. But if I didn't do that, then I go on in that unforgiveness. I go on in that bitterness. This person, meanwhile, this person is having a great time because she didn't know that. She offended me. And then I'm in that place. And it stops me from being relentless in my own pursuit of my purpose. Because it brings about a numbness. Hallelujah. And so in Jesus' name, everything that limits us from being relentless will be removed from us. It will be cast away from us in the name of Jesus. And we will be able to pursue that which will fire us up. That which will invigorate us. That's what the word said. To be persistent, to be full of vigor. By having that unbroken connection with the Holy Spirit, worship, spending time at his feet. It was awesome worship today here that we had. But we don't have to wait till we come every weekend, every Sunday to have that. We can have that all by ourselves in our place of intimacy with God. Hallelujah. Because when we are like that, then it's God's voice that will be amplified in our ears more than the enemy's voice. But if we are more in social media, more than hearing God and meditating on his word, if we are more in the news, if we are more in just negative things, then our spirits will feel depressed. But in Jesus' name, every spirit of depression leads. Every spirit of depression leads. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit. The Lord said to me some few years ago that there is depression in America. This was like... Two years even before COVID, what are we seeing today? Every spirit of depression goes from us in the name of Jesus. Identify yourself with Christ's values. His identity is love. Identify with love. Identify with love. Love God. Love people. Spread the word that Jesus is real and that he saved their souls. Hallelujah. Be a soul winner. Be a soul saver. And then go on to encourage people. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise. You've loved us with an everlasting love. Identify with, you are loved, you are free to be his disciple. Amen. You're free. Some of us things, think that, oh, because Jesus had only, he had 12 disciples that were men. But he had women that also followed him apart from the 12. So we are his disciples. We are his own we are free to hear God. We are free to fellowship with him. We are free to do what he has put in our hearts. We don't have to wait for the man. Hello? Dr. Frank, you've given us permission, right? Ah. So, what are you waiting for? Go take the world. Go take that, that thing you are passionate about, right? I don't know why I'm coming back to this fashion thing. Even if it's fashion, don't think it's carnal. Hello? Because some of us need help. You know how to do makeup. Do it. Some need help. We need a little help. Don't think it's carnal. The important thing is that what are you doing with the, you know, are you letting the Lord be in that business to give you ideas, to put people together even on a budget? Right? But if it's the high end you want, Chanel is somebody's name. Separate. Let me end it there. I don't, I, I don't really preach money and material things. I'm very holy. Man, so don't let me go there. I don't want to go there. They have name. Mm, I noticed that. Anyway, I will not say anything because now they will start on us preachers. Pastor Mary and I, I just, we didn't even see anything, but I just knew it. I like the color. Coco Chanel is a woman. Was. She's gone to the beyond, right? She's no more alive. And we're still carrying her good. Even Kate Spade. You say I know all these brands. Uh -huh. I've been around for a while. I'm 54. Hello. 
The spirit has gone. They are feasting her things in the mall. What are you creating? What will you leave behind for people to use? They're not just name brands. Your own name too. Should do something. And we should give birth to children, yes. But there's brainchild too. Hello. Someone created the chairs you are sitting in. Someone created this chair. This chair. Aha. I didn't even see it. But it's there. There are other brands, but I think that's the most, you know, the top, top one. Sure, Mike. Sure, thank you. You made life easy for me. I can talk softly. Softly. And the people at the back can hear. So they have made, whoever made this, made life stressless for us. At least we preachers and other people that speak. If not, ah, after preaching every day, we lose our voice. Then we come back the next time. Ah. Jesus didn't have mic. So when he gets on the boat, he'll push a little bit away from the water and just go with the flow of the wind. He'll push away from the shore and the people are seated there so that the wind will, you know, amplify his voice. So he knew science. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Let's just pray in the spirit a little bit. Father, we bless you. So much to still say, but Father, Holy Spirit, you will continue to amplify this in the hearts of your people, Lord. Lord, the conference after the conference, you will continue to speak to them. Whatever each person's own is, some fire has been started, a little spark in someone's heart, Lord. As they go home, even tonight, Lord, you will speak. You will speak in torrents. They will write down a lot more than what you have even allowed me to say. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you that we can even gather like this, Lord. And thank you for those who are watching online that they can connect also through technology and be part of this. Thank you, Lord, for what you have started tonight. Thank you, Lord, because you are healing our hearts, oh God. Thank you, Lord, for those who have been discouraged. I see healing in the area of discouragement. I see someone sitting up and saying, yes, I'm going to run again. I'm going to, I'm going to bring out my dream again. I'm going to run with it again. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not going to give up anymore. Thank you, Father. Lord, I see a ray of hope in someone's heart, oh God. And that hope becomes a great ball of, of, of a great dream. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see flickers of light becoming great flames, oh God. Have you not said that we are light? And we are not to hide our light under bushes. We're not to hide it under any shade. We're not to hide it anywhere, but we are to let it shine that you, our Father, will be glorified. You said that we should shine, that men will see our works, and two, that you will be glorified, Lord. Help us to produce those works. Help us, oh God, in our words, in deeds, in whatever, oh God. Some of us are teachers. Help us to produce the curriculum. Help us to teach. Help us with children. Help us, oh God. So many dreams, so many Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for those who are psychologists. Thank you, Lord, for those who are using in that space. Yes, it is God using you in that space. It is God. It is God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We pray for healing from depression. We pray sicknesses and diseases leave people's bodies right now. Fibroid, you are not the fruit of the womb. Leave her womb right now in the name of Jesus. Dry up from the roots and go. Every unnecessary growth, every growth that is not of God, every growth in people's bodies, every growth, whether in the womb, in the neck, wherever, go in the name of Jesus. Every tree my father has not planted, go, go, dry up. Go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Healing in our emotions. You know, when you let go 
and ask God to help you to forgive. I know they did you bad. Maybe it was rape. Maybe your father was not there for you. Let it go. Let it go. You will see how your body will also line up and be healed in Jesus' name. We root out cancers in the name of Jesus. We root out diseases. Diseases. Ah, Masi Karibahaya. Lord, you who visited the woman with the issue of blood after 12 years that the doctors could do nothing. You are the same God that is here. Lord God, you who straightened up the woman that was bent for 18 years and she could not lift herself up and you called her forth today the Lord is calling you forth woman be loosed from your infirmity in the name of Jesus be made straight be made whole let the glory of God be seen upon you in the name of Jesus and we silence the mouth of the accusers we silence those who do not want you to retain your blessing for they said why should he lose why should he lose her for this is the Sabbath we say in the name of Jesus be loosed and your healing is permanent. Be free to dream, woman. Be free to dream. Be free to dream. Because your God is the one that puts the dream in your heart. The God of Joseph. He is the God of, put your name there. He is the God of Adenike. He is the God of Mary. He is the God of Jane. Father, we bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Everything in our heart and in our lives, in our emotions that have limited us. Spirit of fear, go in Jesus' name. Go. Fear came with COVID, but in Jesus' name, go. Go. We will not serve you. We will not serve you. Fear, go in the name of Jesus. Fear not. That's what the Bible says. We have no lot nor part in our lives. We will not fear the present. We will not fear the future. It's all good because we're children of God and we know where we will end up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You said your Romans chapter 5, 5 says, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Help us to embrace this love continually and help us to show others this love, to come into this relationship that comforts us in the midst of our trials. How do people who do not know you how are they sorting their lives? There's so much going on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.